Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast, Joe. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is part two of the end of Transformers Armada. It is the second half of our series wrap-up. It's episode 55. What'd you say? Anyway, uh, so yeah, we're going to do all our favorites this time, dear listener. This is the positive episode, so uh, go hug a kid, um, eat your favorite dessert, watch uh, watch an old episode of Seinfeld, I don't know, whatever it is, your comfortable place, and then listen to this episode. Let's get into it, Paul. Who was your absolute favorite Decepticon from the second half of Transformers Armada? Uh, without a doubt. Starscream. And, and again, if you could speak Japanese, just imagine what was a pretty good story arc that clearly suffered from bad translation would have been. Like, like he's a warrior. He's a Decepticon. It's like all he's ever known. It's all he can ever be. But then along come the humans, and it just throws this absolute wrench into his life, basically. And it's almost like he realizes you know, humans are just like innocent bystanders in the conflict with the Autobots. And despite everything, at least one of them believed in him, and that then he died in a total code of hero episode. Like, he was just an awesome character. Yeah, he had so much growth. There was a, a point when he went back to the Decepticons where I worried they were going to throw it away, but Alexis brought it back. He, okay, Starscream is, in my opinion, consistently one of the most, uh, has, has some of the most character, in-depth character and growth out of all of the Transformers across the series, at least the ones we've watched. And this series was not an outlier. He, he for what it's worth, dear listener, he's also my favorite for the entire uh, series. He, he's, oh, same here. <laughs> yeah, he came, he came in with honor, and he had that. That's why I've said, like, he's, he's kind of this series' Cyclonus. He should have been called Cyclonus, because he comes in believing in the Decepticon cause, and he mm. has aspirations to take out Megatron, but that's, you know, that's the MO of pretty much every Decepticon. I could rule. But again, it, it's not that he has anything personally against Megatron. It's just no. he really thinks he could do better. Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. This, this guy is, is not taking the Decepticons where we can go. Exactly, exactly. And and then, and you see that it wasn't always him against Megatron. It was when Thrust had aspirations of power, Starscream was like, no, you're not the right leader. I am. Uh, so I, I really... Loved the depth they gave him. I I loved everything about him and his character design. Both oh, yeah. colors looked great. The blue looked better, but just the model was his robot mode was dope. I, I like when um he gets the color change and he sits up and he's like, I look like Thundercracker. Like yeah, that that was kind of cool <laughs> that they made that reference. Yeah, although it felt like a line for the you know the viewer. It wasn't like we never saw Thundercracker in that series. No, or that was the only time. I think it was ever even mentioned. <laughs> it would have been great if when they went back to Cybertron, he opens the door and Thundercracker's there and goes, oh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> it's like when you show up to somewhere and you're wearing the same shirt as your yeah. as a friend, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> you see Thundercracker go back and he comes back out and he's dressed like Skywarp. <laughs> <laughs> Skywarp walks out, hey! Yeah, he just keeps, just going, keeps going down the line. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Skywarp walks back and puts a cone on his head. Ramjet comes in. He's got his head thing up, so he bends it back down. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so Starscream, hands down, favorite across the board, first and second half, the whole nine yards. Um, I, I spoiled it in the last episode, dear listener, but let's go into Autobots. Paul, my favorite across the board was Hotshot, but who was yours? Still Hotshot, absolutely, because he's the only Autobot that had any kind of character development. And even then, it wasn't much, but like he went from Hot Rod to very early Rodimus. Yeah. But they just absolutely neutered any chance of that going any further when the two episodes they brought <laughs> Optimus back. Like, uh, plus, let's give him credit. He's the only, I think, Autobot in this series we've seen, aside from Optimus, who's punched out Megatron. Yes. When like, you punch out Megatron, like, you wear that like a badge on your chest. Yeah. He's got little tick marks on his shoulder somewhere in his <laughs> sleeve. But yeah, he's, for all the Autobots, in terms of action, it's mostly hotshot like that's actually doing the fighting like he's he's the warrior on the autobot side like for all the other guys talking all this shit especially fucking scavenger like hotshot is the one doing all the work something else i want to say about hotshot is uh this isn't what the fuck at tfw this isn't radio free cybertron we don't talk about toys on this show but i mean we both have some uh Everything I've seen about Hotshot, the toy is that he's, I mean, the robot mode has problems, but the, the toy is pretty good. It's a fun transformation. It's toy accurate on both levels. It looks cool. And when when there's a character in the show and they do a very good version of the toy, for whatever reason, it makes me like the character in the show more. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh. I mean, hey, it's why I bought a Kingdom uh, Cyclonus. Anyway, anything else to say about Hotshot? He had some growth. He he wielded the Star Saber, or maybe the shield as well. Oh, no, that was just um, uh, not Iron Hoist or Smokescreen. Why the hell did they call him Smokescreen? Let's let's get into that Ugh. in a bit. Um, okay, so so there's there's Hotshot. Um, let's talk about favorite child uh there's obviously we we it's no secret to the dear listeners we're not a fan of humans forced into a transformer story and this one had five of them shoved in our face which (laughs) if there was one or multiple who did you like the most in the second half i'm still well it's second half and for the whole thing i'm still going with alexis and it's again it's because i find rad carlos and vaughn's just annoying as fuck and fred even though he's entertaining he was just comic relief and it was always at the expense of like diabetes or <laughs> obesity like that's that's really not that funny if you think about it like oh my blood sugar is like oh, man that's just a serious thing but <laughs> and alexis did some stupid things too like especially jumping off a star screen when he's flying at high speed down that oh, tunnel boy. like but uh, yeah, for mostly I'd say her. The, yeah, the whole introduction of her good luck charm was, uh, and, and dear Lister, we've heard from some of you who said that was very likely the rock that they got from Starscream that he brought back from them earlier on. Yeah, from Mars. Fine, yeah. but it was never it was never stated in the show. Either way, she was, I'll I'll say, Paul, she was one of my favorites for the entire series. Um, Pretty much for the reasons you said. She had character, she she had motivation, and she had agency. Like, she actually took action on things, rather than Rad, who was just like, don't do that, High Wire. Don't go here. Don't do that. (laughs) See, it works, dear listener. You got a giggle out of that. But (laughs) it's... Um, she, yeah, she had skills, although if there was a downside, 
they did occasionally write her as the in the, the just a girl role or yeah. erratic like outbursts of anger the nine emotions in five seconds kind of thing yeah which but you know what if they had played that i know this cartoon would be way too early to start getting into like mental health cartoons do that now not then but it would have been neat if like she had been diagnosed as bipolar and it was something she had to work with there's a neat idea for a transformers cartoon kids go off on the other planet and one of them forgets their like I don't know, behavioral medication. So they have ADHD and, and that would be an interesting thing to deal with. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to put that in a TV show. <laughs> All right. Um, here, but Alexis, I said, was my favorite for the series. One of my favorites for the series overall. Um, you know what, Paul? I went cheap. My favorite for the second half was Fred. I, I liked his, I liked, <laughs> I liked the humor. I liked the, I'm hungry. It, at a point I was like, yeah, okay, okay. I get it. You're a one trick pony, but. At least it was he had one trick. Well, even the show, like when he says the like his lines, oh, when are we going to eat? At, eventually, they just stop acknowledging that he even said anything. Yeah, which would have been funny if they pushed that one joke further where he was like, seriously, guys, I haven't eaten in a day. Help. And they're just <laughs> off doing something like you could have pushed it. But that's that's too clever for this show, I think. Um he was a, a three when everybody else was a, like a one. <laughs> None of them hit a ten. But but uh, he did. It would have been nice to see him interact with other characters every once in a while. Like it wasn't just him and Vaughn's. It was him and Carlos and Vaughn's. And that just kind of gave a little more dynamic of, the, oh, the boys are off doing something. I, I Like, yeah, there was like many things in this show. There was a lot of potential. They just never went through. And Fred at least got a chuckle out of me. Yeah. Uh, episodes, Paul. What was your favorite Transformers Armada episode out of the last 26 episodes? Out of the last one, I kind of cheated on this because there's two of them. I went with Past, Parts 1 and 2, which um, after checking the wiki, just to you know refresh my memory about the episodes, it's the only two-parter in the, in the entire thing, which I, I didn't realize when we were doing it. But uh, it, it, it was the first episodes with Wheeljack and Sideswipe and... Uh, the, the one uh, like uh, where Hotshot or uh, Wheeljack puts Hotshot in the same predicament that he was in on Cybertron, or he puts Sideswipe in the, in the same. Like, he makes Hotshot go through the same thing again. Like you have to save your friend from behind the fire, kind of thing. Yeah. So past part two was one of my favorites. Past part one, not as much, uh, but past part two for what you just said was one of my favorites. It well, there was there was poetry in what Wheeljack did to Hotshot. Mm. And the fact that he took advantage, or not took advantage, but used such a, a lovable little schmuck like Sideswipe as as bait. This guy, he just I just want to help the Autobots. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there were some funny moments where Hotshot was like, I'm going to come up and help you. No, don't. Hey, I'm already here and I came all the way, so I should help you now. <laughs> all right, then get to it. Like, <laughs> there was there was enough humor in that episode. There was uh, It was good writing. There was callbacks and, and payoffs. And it was... I don't even think there were any kids in it, were there? I, I don't remember any kid-heavy moments in it, but I mean, it might have been. I haven't watched it in ages. They might have been standing at the monitor watching. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was past part two. Great episode. And to that's, be fair... Uh, that's the episode that had Frenchie Greg. <laughs> oh, is that with Frenchie Greg? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was that was offensive, oh, but... Fun. Oh, mais oui. Oh, mais oui. Uh, it was... <laughs> I will say this about past part one. While I didn't, I won't say it was one of my favorites. It was a lot of the setup that past part two needed. So I will give it credit for that. Yeah. 
Very good episodes. It was also like there was this series has a problem with bringing in a character who's like, I'm so badass. Let me tell you how badass I am. And then I'm not going to punch at you. Scavenger was awful for that. Uh, and, and although Wheeljack had some of that, he did take action. Like he, especially in past part two, he didn't just talk. He was like, ha ha ha, I've, I've got a trap for you and I'm going to set you up. And you're like, okay. And then he fucking shoots hot shot in the leg and goes off to kill his friend. So he he did back up his actions with words. And I, I like that about at least the, the character at that point in the show. And then, like we said in our last episode, he went off to become one of the three stooges. <laughs> However, Paul, past part two wasn't my only favorite episode in the second half. I also really liked Puppet. Oh, I, yeah. Puppet I might have liked more than past part two. It was the fact that it was a Rio Moto Hira episode that I enjoyed was, you know, that, that blew my brain a little bit. Uh, but it's a great bottle episode. Yeah. <laughs> like if you took out the Unicron thing, you know, like um, Nemesis Prime effectively becomes Sideswipe, that or Sideways, that was weak. Yeah. If you could have written that part out, it would be this great bottle episode where, oh my God, we found Nemesis Prime and it's these two Transformers off on another world with a few Decepticons chasing them. And, you know... What I liked about it was that they were truly on their own. Yeah, well, on the other side of the universe. Like, the universe. They, they Don't didn't worry, need it takes to make like a minute to get there. Ridiculous. It could have just been a planet. Like it didn't need. They didn't need to say it's on the other side of the universe. It, it's. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if that was like a lost in translation bit or what it was, but. Yeah, because they neutered it right away because the Decepticons are there. Then the Autobots show up in a bit. Yes. <laughs> Which, oh, another thing I liked about that episode, the next, you know, they fucked it up in the next episode. But it ended on such a cliffhanger. There's yeah. like It was like Optimus and a Red Alert and Hot Shot on the surface. And Megatron blows up the ship and the ship is careening down and, and the planet's ripping apart. Like, it, it felt like that should have been a part one of something. Yeah, exactly. It should have gone into something. But. The next episode, it's like that never happened. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, it's almost like they you, we missed an episode because they're talking about like final repairs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, a whole lot of setup. Great episode, Rio Moto Hero, and it had its real problems as all his episodes do. But it was, uh, I really liked it. It was, it was a good one. Yeah, it was like when your really dorky and kind of schmuck friend gets a really really attractive, super nice partner and you're like oh wow how'd you land them good for you buddy yeah. but let's talk about the series overall paul if you had to pick a favorite or favorites of uh, from episodes 50 what is it two episodes of transformers armada which ones would you pick there are some really good ones in this none of them are tens no nope. there's no 10 out of tens in armada in nope, my opinion nope, nope. anyway they're all somewhere between three and maybe eight but but the there are some eights. Yeah, you have to grade Armada on what I'll call the Rio Moto Hira curve. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the Shoji Tanoki ones were a lot of those. It, it seemed like that name came up on all the the ones we seem to like. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, so one of my my favorite from this series, I want to say, is, is Conspiracy. It was the one where they were in the it was the waist high trees for the whole episode. Oh yeah, where just you see the scale of these guys, just how yeah. big. These Autobots and Septicons really are walking through the woods, yeah. Yeah, and and it was a good Starscream episode and that it progressed his plot. It was where he got Swindle. It was, do you remember that moment where he cut a tree in half to grab a, the, the Minicon to get Swindle? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, that was that episode. And it, there was, it was the beginning of Megatron gaslighting his own troops and trying to mess with Starscream yeah. and make him the fall guy. There was a legitimate 
pl- progression of plot. You can't be trusted to use that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that whole thing with the trees uh, not only showed their scale, but it, they took advantage of it. Like I was saying, Megatron's plan, he was having uh, whatever, whoever's Minicon shoot at Starscream to, detri- you know. Yeah, it was later one. Yeah, but it was always out of sight and, and it was because of the trees. So, yeah, really good episode. They used uh, the environment and the setting as a, as a great element to the story. Oh, what other? You know what? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna say Puppet was also one of my favorites for the entire series. I I really liked that episode, man. It was a good episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So that's all. Most of our favorite stuff. There's other favorite things. I, I bet you, Paul, if you and I had another 20 minutes to just talk about favorite things, we could pick them out. But let's talk about Armada on a whole. This was a very. I don't know if it was very different or what it was. What do you? Okay. What are your thoughts on Armada, Paul? It was. I wouldn't say it's well put. You know what? The the oh, it's well put. <laughs> it's closer to G one than say uh, Beast Wars or Beast Machines was, obviously. But because uh, it's you know just actual Transformers and none of them talk like well, other than the Minicons, none of them talk like R two D two or whatever Bumblebee did. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it's closer to G one, but it's definitely not G one. You know what I mean? But it it's it. It's farther away than any of the other ones we've watched so far. Yeah. Compared to them. Yeah. Here, here's what I'll say is that this series does bang on. Uh, the design. Yep. They're very cool, and they are incredibly toy accurate from what I can tell. Um, and then some of the action shots, maybe not scenes, but shots, are great. Um and, and yeah, a lot of the animation I really, really enjoyed. That's hands down the, the coolest thing. Let's... Like we, we okay. We've talked about the mini cons that were like basically, you know, they make no sense, but they're jammed in this show, no. so they have to become a part <laughs> of the story. Rio Motohiro did what he could, um, and then the whole thing, like when they got paint jobs, like with twelve or fifteen episodes left, so we yes. can sell a new version of the toy. <laughs> this was one of the more toy centric shows I think we've watched. But let's talk about the elephant in the room, Paul. Names. <laughs> they just rolled dice or threw darts, man. That, that, that's all they could do. Like, I don't think do they you... did though. Like, because they're so inaccurate. It's it's like <laughs> it's deliberate. <laughs> yeah, they, they're deliberately missing. You can't be off that much without trying to miss. <laughs> like, let's call them blur. Well, what Mirage didn't work? Yeah, like, and and when does he do anything that has to do with blur? When did Smokescreen Smokescreen? I'll give them this. At like, least Hoist had a, a like a Hoist arm. Like I'll give them that. It was getting a little closer. Yeah, like Hoist was the tow truck in G one. Like, but why not Grapple? Really? Why didn't you call the crane Grapple? That's like, that's the other thing is that it's when they screw up or a even name. Hook. Hook was a crane. <laughs> yeah, when they screw up a name, it's like why would you call them that when they are so clearly this other person? Here's the one I'll give. There's Cyclonus. Okay, there's no real G1 Decepticon. I can think that. I would compare to Cyclonus as a character. No, because he, he's kind of nuts, but that that's about it. Yeah, but it's like different form, different role, different modes. It's not like I can say, why did you call him Cyclonus and not Devastator? Because he's, you know, he's he demolishes Devastator. But <laughs> even when there isn't an obvious better choice, they still pick the dumb choice. I, it, it blows me away how bad it is. At least Optimus Prime and Megatron are called Optimus Prime and Megatron. <laughs> Until Megatron's called uh, Galvatron. <laughs> I think that's kind of predetermined for any Transformers shows. 
those two are just set in stone. That's what the leader needs to be called. <laughs> but but let's talk about this whole Galvatron thing. Like I'm I'm not gonna judge anybody for how they identify. It's your freedom to do so. If Megatron says I want to be called Galvatron now, that's his right. But on a story level, historically. Galvatron, becoming Galvatron requires a certain amount of work. You kind of, yes. you have to die <laughs> or like meet yourself in the past or there's been mechanisms they've used to bring Galvatron in. And this is the only time I can think of where Megatron just goes, okay, I'm Galvatron. Yeah, exactly. And he is nothing like G1 Gal. He's the same guy. Like yeah. the difference between Megatron and Galvatron and G1 it's day and night. Like oh, Galvatron yeah, yeah. is chaotic evil up to fucking twelve. Never mind eleven. There was one moment where he he touched on Galvatron's when he let Thrust die. Yeah, because it wasn't just some. It wasn't some like, hey, okay, I'll save you, and now you have to help me, and I'm going to use that to my plans, which is what Megatron would say. His offer was, you can ask me to kill you now, and I'll do it. Or you can try to survive, and I'll hunt you down for the rest of your life. That's, That's just Galvatron. sadistic. <laughs> that, that was Galvatron. That was the one moment where I thought, mm, you got the name. You should be purple and not gray. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but for the rest of it, yeah, he just he said, I'm Galvatron now, and then had no character change. Nope. He was still the same guy. And he was the only one that changed his name. Like, Starscream said, hey, I look like Thundercracker. He never said, okay, now I am Thundercracker. Yeah, exactly. Why not? <laughs> like, hotshot. Got different colors, but he didn't call himself something else. Yeah, that Hotimus Prime. Hotimus. <laughs> that sounds if, if the Transformers made a porno. That's <laughs> that's the porn screen name of a Transform. Hotimus Prime, baby. Bow, chicka, bow, bow. Ow. Okay. Uh, so all in all, Paul, I know we're not doing a, a an episode where we're ranking, but if you uh, you know on a whim. This is our sixth Transformer series. We have two more in the Unicron trilogy coming up. Where would you place this? Like, it's obviously better than Beast Wars and Beast Machines, I think, but maybe not much. I'd put it ahead of Beast Machines. I, I, Beast Machines definitely, uh, we always say, it had, it had its own style, for sure, but I really did not care for that show. But uh, I, would, I wouldn't I would put it at, I I really like Beast Wars. It is dare I say primitive as the computer animation was in it. <laughs> uh, it was kind of a fun, a fun show, but I would, I'd put it ahead of beast wars, but below beast machines or uh, sorry, the other way around. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. would put be, you know, be, Armada be. between the two of them. I, I'm going to say this. I respect beast machines. I don't know how much I like it, but I respect it. So yeah, I'm kind of where you are. This might go ahead of beast wars or maybe under. There were a couple moments early on when I would see a design and go, holy shit, that's awesome. And the fact that it was all hand drawn yeah. and not like late 90s CGI <laughs> this kind of if I had to put it above Beast Wars that would be why yeah the, what I'm curious to see is the animation style in the next two series because I know they start to introduce that cell shaded CGI like all the Transformers are computer animated yeah they kind of blend the two styles together don't they yeah and there's I, I think I, here's why I don't know I'm just guessing now but I'm not guessing but I think it's something to do with Rad's kid maybe Rad and Alexis have a kid I don't know 
Dear listener, if you don't know either, uh, why are you listening to this show? Go go learn about Transformers, or go visit us on uh, um, Twitter. Brad I'm wants at... to tell you about the Transformers. <laughs> I like to tell you about the Transformers. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey, and Paul's at pmcpherson1. If you want to email us about the Transformers, you can email us at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. <laughs> Make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with. And tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> oh, when are we going to eat?